0: blog
1: talk radio is hot dog vending right for you just exactly why do i see so many vendors leaving what are the pros what are the cons can this be done in a small town why don't i ever see any vendors where i live i saw about 30 used hot dog carts for sale online if this business is so freaking good then why on earth would anybody get out how much can i make what's the average investment Tonight we start the Hot Dog Vendor Radio and Street Food TV mini training episodes. Each week I'll bring you another segment. It's that time again, folks, broadcasting live with his 10K new string from a top old smoky it's Ben the king of wiener slingers with a fancy co-host with important guests and the best answers a third grade education can buy all for you sponsored by benscarts.com whiskey by the jug and donuts you are so in for a treat today but if I told you now I'd have to kill you so stay tuned Ben's as nervous as a long-tailed cat in a room full of rocking chairs Stand by. He's downing his last glass of liquid courage. And he'll be live in 30 seconds.
2: Have you ever wondered why the guy selling hot dogs always seems so happy? Hello, Mrs. Smith. Hello, Mr. Johnson. Can I interest either of you in a hot dog? Do you want to find out why? LearnHotdogs.com. <laughs> Get free video training, earn points and get free stuff, read Ben's hot dog blog and more. The premier source for hot dog vending information, go to LearnHotDogs.com.
1: I was thinking about getting a truck, so I started looking online. I got on eBay and Craigslist and even checked my local newspaper, the Mountain Press. Holy cow, you should have seen it. I'm talking everybody is selling their vehicles. What the hell is going on? I have decided not to buy a truck. Just way too many people selling theirs, and it scares me. If driving is so good, then why are people selling I'll just walk from now on. Sound ridiculous? Even maybe a tad retarded? Well, it would be. I mean, if it were true. I mean... If I was to change my decision about getting a truck because I assumed something bad was wrong due to the overwhelming number of people selling, then it would be. Do you see where I'm going with this? It's the season. It's hot dog season. Many people are looking to get started. Tuesday, I received over 203 phone calls in one day and 161 emails. Inevitably, some of them asked. Why did they see so many used carts for sale if this business was so good? Just like vehicles, people change jobs. They decide they don't like something, and they look to change. With hot dog vending, it's no different. And this time of the year, you have six people getting into the business for every one getting out. Lions, Tigers, and hot dog vendors, oh my, they're saturating the market. I'll never make it. There are just way too many. Ever heard of the red car syndrome? In short, it's the phenomenon that happens when you buy a red car. You all of a sudden notice all the other red cars. Where were they before? Well, they were there, right there, all along. It's, it's, it's how that gray matter or gray juice in your, your nuggets works. When, when you become aware of something, you trigger an autonomic response in the brain. You then begin to notice things that were once invisible. People have been selling their hot dog carts for over 100 years. Every day, someone decides to sell, and many more decide to buy. You can apply this logic to anything. I can decide to go to med school. And assuming the sixth grade wasn't the toughest four years of my life, and they let me in, I would notice just how many people are wanting to be doctors. Oh, my. Everybody wants to be a doctor. I'll never make it now. So many people leaving cosmetology industry. Why? Again, for everyone leaving, there are 11 to take their place. Vendors leave because they find they don't like working outdoors, or they have personal interests elsewhere, they move to an enclosed trailer, they don't like the short hours and big pay, they don't like getting off the couch, they got a better job offer, or their old job hired them back, their neighbor's dog is having kittens, or they chicken last Tuesday. No matter what the reason. It affects you not. It simply doesn't matter how many leave or get started. Your achievements will rely on your ability to ignore that white noise and stay focused. I'm the hot dog answer man. Happy Vending. Well, howdy, Jason. Hello. I figured I'd share that. I did that about a year ago when I I got sick and tired of getting the emails and calls and then this week, I got four different emails, all said roughly the same thing. I was on eBay or I was on Craigslist and saw carts for sale. And my gosh, there's a lot of carts for sale. This business must suck. Um, why, are you, why are you calling me then? Um, you know, it's, it's like, I guess, I, I'm glad they do call but it's or email, but it's one of those deals where, of course, there's people buying and selling. It's why I gave the truck analogy. Um, there, There's also full-time manufacturers, um, which, which kind of goes, you know, hand in hand. I mean, one of the largest manufacturers in North America is in Canada. Um, That's retarded. <laughs> Um But I wanted to talk about this tonight, and I'm going to show you another video in a little bit here, but... um Basically, is hot dog vending right for you? And we're going to cover some of the pros and cons and stuff. But the hot dog vending is is absolutely um, a a good business. But it doesn't mean it's a good business for everyone. There, I have family members that would rather get paid minimum wage, seven and a quarter, I think, is an hour. Than, Wait, Obama raised it then to yeah to then to check then to chance not making it the people that get into the hot dog business for the most part and stay are the ones who are entrepreneurs they're they're self motivated they can they can make themselves get off the couch they can make they're not them entrepreneurs up. They're entrepreneurs yeah there you go um a lot of people are entrepreneurs. Oh, I agree. There's, you know, I told you what the difference
3: was a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, the real entrepreneur changes. I wish to, I will, and just does it.
1: Well, you know what though? It takes it takes all types to make the world go round. If I'd That's be pissed, I'd be pissed off if everyone um, was was like me, because then I couldn't go to the convenience store because there wouldn't be a damn person behind the counter um, for 7 25 an hour, which I've done. But my point is, is some of us have this drive to better ourselves. We are not satisfied with the status quo. We will go above and beyond. We will go the extra mile. So, it's a sickness. Yeah, it is a sickness. There, there are vendors who get in and who are tough-minded. They, they have the ability to do it, and find they, though, that they don't like it. They go, you know what? I don't like this. I kind of was smarmy in that video I just showed you, you know, where I said, you know, they get sick of all the money and the short hours. Well, that's not necessarily the case. This is hard work, but it's, it's super rewarding work. Jason can tell you. It it is rewarding. I mean, you. I'd hate to even guess what Jason makes an hour, but my point is is that it to some, and and it doesn't mean you're right or wrong, and it doesn't mean you're just too much of a shithead to be able to do it. It's not meant for everyone. I've got customers, two of them that are chiropractors that do this business. 2008, um, one of them lost his two offices, and he started slinging hot dogs. He slings hot dogs now. The reason why is because he makes more money, has more time with his family. He, has, he makes, let me, let me say it how he did. He goes, I make more spendable income. He used to make more money, but it wasn't in- spendable. You know, it was debt. Income. It was money to pay for malpractice insurance, debt for, um, you know, renewing your licenses and continuing education and all that stuff. My point is, and I've got a brother and a brother-in-law both in chiropractic school right now, um, but there's people out there that are cut out for it, and there's people that aren't. This You may love it. You may go, I like doing it. I don't like all the side crap. Well, you can get big to the point where you can hire people to do the side crap, but that takes money out of your pocket, and a lot of us go, uh, I can give so-and-so 70 bucks to do my cleanup and prep, but I can save $70 if I do it myself. (laughs) And so that's why I keep having kids. your battles, man. That's right. (laughs) So I keep having kids, and and I – I get the stuff done that I need done. The by the way I'm wearing um O Doggy shirt tonight from Corey Lawrence. Um is that a thirty
3: seven point five gallon hat or-
1: that is that is my cowboy hat. It is cold tonight in my little studio and I've got my little floor heater down here at my feet. But being a ball headed man, I get cold. And so <laughs> hence the hat. <laughs> My wife told me my ears were turning blue. (laughs) So I already explained to you why you see vendors leaving. Um, But I want to talk to you about the pros and cons of the business. The the pros to me are obvious. You're self-employed. If Jason does not want to go to work tomorrow, he does not have to. There ain't a soul in this planet other than maybe his wife. that can make him go to work tomorrow. (laughs) The boss. The boss. But the point is, is if Jason's son wins an award and the school calls him tomorrow and says, I need you here at 6, he can drop what he's doing and be there. If your dad flies into town and wants to take you fishing, you can go. If your daughter breaks up with somebody and is all depressed and you need to go you know, consoler, you can. That is the beauty of being self-employed. This isn't a hospital. There is no emergency. It may feel like sometimes at an event or something you, you forgot your extra gas tanks and you think it's an emergency. This ain't a hospital. There's nothing life or death. But you can have and make a very comfortable living doing this the joys of it to me are that that i control my time i control how much i make even i know that i could go right now and pick up a job at a i told jason about this i think about 3 weeks ago i got called if a guy wanted me to come set up at the base of his um he he rents inner tubes so you can go down the snow slope and they blow they make their own snow and and I turned it down. I could have taken that job. I probably could have added 1500 to my weekly income just working on the weekends. But ultimately, that will go to another vendor. But my point is, is I get to choose. I'm not, I'm not out there because I have a boss that says, if you don't, you won't. You know, you won't work here anymore. You'll lose your insurance. You'll lose this. You'll lose that. Another beauty of this is to me, and I, and I know not everybody's on the Obama health care bandwagon, but for the first time in my life, I have insurance. Um, I mean, I say in my life, I had insurance back when I was wealthy, um, and now I have insurance. But see, my wife doesn't work outside of the home, so we have no access to health care. And health care was going to be about 1800 a month. Well, now it's, about, um, it's less than half of that. Well, and there's
4: nothing wrong with
3: seeing the voodoo doctor either.
1: No, no, that's right. Um, we drink a lot of whiskey, you know, homemade whiskey in Tennessee. And so we don't, <laughs> that cures a lot of stuff or at least makes you that's forget That's Irish about it. All. <laughs> And my wife is Irish. Um, so I, those are some of the goods. Jason, do you have any other, other positives before we go into the negatives of the business, the cons?
3: Well, I mean, uh, you know, the other positive, it's just, you know, like coming from the repo business and working a dog and that kind of stuff. It's uh, people are happy to see it. You know, you actually wake up happy to go to work. You don't dread it. Or at least I don't. I mean.
1: Well, apparently, we are having some major technical difficulties, and I will bring us back on as soon as I can. I hope that you can still hear me. I'm going to go over to streetfoodvendor.tv and make sure that everyone is there and they can hear me. Um, If you're in the chat room and you can still hear us, please let me know. We'll see. Yeah, I, I hear you, but good grief. We're having a lot of high winds, but I I haven't had any Internet problems today.
3: Yeah, I lost you.
1: I I don't even see my camera right now.
3: I can see. It looks like you're in a red shirt.
1: Yeah, it changed colors on me, apparently. Yeah, it was green earlier. Yeah. Um,
3: I got your, uh, your uh, logos up.
1: I'm going to go to black and white. There we go, and and that'll solve that problem. I have no idea what happened, and I apologize, but um, hopefully we are still. Let me double check blog talk. We do have some customers on the line. I will, um, or listeners on the line that want to talk, and I'm I'm going to pull you. Corey said he can
3: still hear us on
1: the phone. Oh, great, great. So anyway, let me let me finish these negatives. Um like I said, all the negatives in this business are are similar or if not exactly the same as they would be with any business that you opened and ran the The negatives are is you have to do your own payroll you have to control your own taxes to um, do the business licensing and stuff. All those come with it. There are also those negatives. Though that go beyond there is cleaning, there is prep, you know people see a hot dog vendor out on the street and they go, "My gosh, he's got a line of customers he's making a shitload of money, Oh my gosh, this is awesome, but then they don't they don't take into account that he spent two hours prepping the day before and and he's going to spend an hour an hour and a half cleaning up afterwards those Those are the givens those are going to happen. So not much you can change with that. I'm going to see if I can – no, that didn't work. Um, anyway, I was trying to bring some color back in, but we're going to have to be satisfied with my um, logo at the bottom. Um, you come in, you're all pretty. Um, other negatives with this yep. business um, – it. it there, there are days when you will feel like not going out. There are times when you feel like shortcutting the business, where you don't do all the proper things. I see this a lot with new vendors. They get started and they get their cart and they haven't done any of their due diligence. Well, all businesses have due diligence, and if you want to know what those are, I've got free training videos over at learnhotdogs.com. But my point is, and we'll probably go into some of them next week. My point is, though, there there's things that you could be doing, like keeping good records. There's things like that that prevent a vendor from growing. You know, when I get the call from the vendor who goes, I've been vending now for three months, and I don't know what the deal is. I can't break $200 a day, and I'm only netting about 110 a day, and I just can't figure it out. Well, first of all, he's probably making about 20 bucks an hour, figuring about five hours a day. And and he he's bitching at me because he doesn't know what to do and i go okay well what's your best day of the week uh well last tuesday i had a pretty good day well yeah but i mean what what statistically what is your best day of the week well i i don't know uh i you know this kind of shit where they don't keep any records now listen if you haven't been keeping records i'm not making fun of you I'm telling you right now, take records. Keep, do bookkeeping. We did a show a few weeks ago about it. Um, we've done other shows about it. I've done videos separately about it. You want to keep good records. But these are, the, these are the things what I call cons, but they're not cons. It's like with anything you do, there are responsibilities to it. If you want to have a car... And to drive it, you must get a driver's license. You you also must obey the laws of driving, the state laws. You also must keep gas in the damn thing. You must keep insurance on it. You must check the oil regularly. You must keep your windshield clean. These are part of the things that go along with that ownership. Same with hot dog vending. There are things to do. They're keeping your car clean. All of these things will make for a better, more successful vendor. And there is no difference, or there is nothing that stands in your way of making $60,000, 80000 100000 this year, except for you. I don't care if you're in a town of 12,000 people. There is enough people for you, because you only need about 100 a day you don't need all 12,000. So, unless you live in rural Iowa and there isn't 20 people within 400 miles. Okay, may not work for you. But it works. And and you shouldn't even be getting in it if you're in rural Iowa and your 400 your nearest neighbors 200 miles away. You you got to you got to fix these things. I'm going to bring on a caller, caller, area code 601. You're live on Hot Dog Vendor Radio and Street Food Vendor TV. Thanks for joining us.
5: How are we doing tonight, Mr. Ben?
1: Doing fantastic. How are you?
5: I'm doing great. i got a good success story for you, all these people lazy, talking about they want to get up off the couch to go make money. I first started <laughs> hot dog vending three months ago, man. I come back from uh, North Dakota, being a pipe welder up there in the oil field. Got tired of freezing my ass off up there welding. 14, 15 hours a day. Saw a hot dog stand on the way back on the bus ride in Memphis. I was going to start one. Took all my savings and done it. I worked for the last three months. been doing it seven days a week up until last weekend. I took a weekend off. My buddy come over this morning, checked out my hot dog cart. He said, showed him everything. He's like, dude, you're doing good. He just got back from North Dakota. He's looking in to buy one. You can be successful with this company. With this type of business, let me rephrase that, with this type of business, if you have three key elements, you're not lazy for one. That's the main one. For two, you've got to have a little bit of determination and let go of your pride. That's the main thing.
1: You know, the, the, the pride now, like when somebody asks me what I do, even though I could say I'm a hot dog cart manufacturer, I'm a concession equipment manufacturer, I'm a restaurant supply company, I don't. I say I'm a hot dog vendor. I'm proud as hell that I'm a hot dog vendor. Um and I used to not be though. I used to I used to shy away from it. I was embarrassed when I first went out on the street because people would see me. And but my, my kids, first
5: month I was beyond embarrassed.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
5: then after I saw the money I started making at first, you know, it wasn't it wasn't that great. It was kinda of like the story you said about two hundred a day profit for me but I wasn't working but five hours, I was like, Okay, I'm making making I like you said I wasn't in debt as bad, I wasn't away from my family as much. I got three kids. Overall that added up and then where I'm at in Mississippi there's no hot dog carts. Ended up getting a deal with a local drag strip here they didn't have a concession stand of any type. So on Friday nights now I'm able to go down to the drag strip get to watch race cars go and sell hot dogs and just Friday night up here, I sold about right at almost 460 hot dogs in about four hours. That was a pretty good bit of money, and I had to have my brother-in-law come help me and my mom. But even after I paid them, I still brought enough home money off of that one night that me and my wife had a good night last night. I'll put it that way.
1: <laughs> well, I'm happy to hear it. That's an early uh, Valentine's present.
5: Yeah, there's a lot of people I see. Like I've listened to all your past shows. Sounds like some drunk people called in, and they're always saying, "Well, I don't have the money to get into it, and all this." This, if you want to start vending, then you can get out, and say a little Debbie snacks, and get your way up to get a car. You don't gotta have the biggest, baddest car. It's the one I have, honestly, I only spent eight hundred bucks on it. It's not the fanciest, like none of yours. All I got my three compartments with steam, one or two, regular compartments, and I got a couple of coolers out from some Super Flags, but. It gets the business done for me. You ain't got to have the biggest things to make a lot of money.
1: Check you out. That's impressive. So you started with because I'm going to go into that tonight. You know the what it costs to get started. What's the average cost to get started? And you just started with a cart for 800. What do you think your other expenses were to get started on that first day out vending?
5: I did exactly what you did my first day. I had my wife. I set up at a Dollar General here. In the community, I mean, I said, for the dollar joint, you know, she went and bought Nathan pranks. I bought five uh, packs of my See if I could sell just that many of them. Bought them from there, ended up selling all them out in about an hour. And I was like, oh, man, this is this is smooth running here.
3: <laughs> went back
5: in, bought five more packs. 30 minutes later, they was gone and had a church come up and said they was doing a church thing at their church Sunday for the youth. Wondering if I'd be interested coming out. Went up there and did that for free of charge for them because it was a church that I actually went to. So I said, sure, we'll go out there. I still got savings. Went and done that. And just from the word of mouth off that, that helped me out more than anything, I think, was doing the church thing.
1: Check you out. That is kick butt. Man, I appreciate oh, you sharing this. Now. and I, I, hope that you, I hope that you'll come back and and share with us more as you go.
5: Yeah, I'm, I'm going to try to get more in contact. Like I said, I always catch the, the last episode everything. I always have to wait a week until I get on YouTube and all. Myself well, I'm yeah. I go to work seven days a week. Normally, I go out. I'll be selling hot dogs right now. That's my thing. But I you don't know if in Tennessee, if you're getting snow but in Mississippi, we've been getting a rare case of a lot of snow down here.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's more coming. But I still go out. I'll
5: go, You can sell hot dogs in the snow. You can it sell hot bad. dogs in the summertime.
1: Well, I I'm glad you called in, and I I appreciate you sharing that because I want people to know um, that you can start this, like you said, selling Debbie cakes, or like I did, selling everything that wasn't nailed down in my house to raise the money. Um, I mean, there's lots of ways you just to go. Can't about be it. lazy. Well, yeah, and not going and to be handed to you for free. Well, true, but th- there's some people that just aren't cut out they they and it doesn't make them a different they're just a different person that doesn't make it wrong or right they're just not cut out for that and so like i I have a family member who um went through some rough times and you know like most everybody else did in America and just absolutely refused to do anything to get a cart as far as to get going. Now this case, I was giving them the cart, but they were going to have to do the leg work, the the research, the the stuff. He would call me and go, can can um can I ask you some questions? I'm sure. You, what do you want to know? And and then and I'd say, listen, that's on my training videos. Have you watched those? Man, I I just figured if it'd be quicker if you could just tell me. Bullshit. Bullshit. You're lazy. 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 And this is my family. This this is, you know, blood kin. And and it's not that I'm a hard ass. It's just if if I hand it to you, what is the point? You won't do anything with it. I helped another family member, gave them a cart, set them up, let them work under my license. They worked about three freaking days and told me it was just, there wasn't enough business. There wasn't this. There wasn't that. Bull crap. I know what the, the location brought. What the problem was is when I called over to the store, this girl named Jessie, I asked her, I said, Jessie, I said, has she been there? Um, was she there Tuesday? Um, she came, but she came around 2 p.m. And I went, what the hell? She's supposed to be there at 10 and and work till about 2. She slept in till 12, crack of noon and and got right up and went down there. That's the people that aren't cut out for this. They need to go work somewhere else. They need to have a boss that tells them be here at 9. I wasn't going to be her boss. I wasn't going to tell her what to do. I was going to tell her, here's the things that will make you successful, but I can't make make it happen. You're going to have to get your ass off the couch.
5: It's one of those so, things where it's like a, like my son I have. You give, you give your kid a toy, give them, like, you give them a pool or something, or a car. Your kid's don't to have a car. You give them their first car. Well, that car, they're not going to take that bit of care of because they didn't pay for it. They didn't have to buy it. They didn't have to do nothing for it. It was gave to them. Well, if that kid has to get out there and he has to work for his first car, he's going to take care of that car and he's going to take pride in it, just like your car and my car and anybody else's car. If you start out from the bottom, you put all your pride into it and everything you got into it, that's going to be more, too's going to make you get out there more and make it succeed even more and more. I don't know about exactly. anybody else. For me, to me, every time I sell a hot dog, I'm a gambler myself. It feels like I want a black and That's money going into my pocket every time, every time. That's a jackpot for me. Every time I sell one, even if I don't sell but 50 a day, the money that's going into my pocket is free and clear. And I'm going home at the end of the day with my family and kids, and I'm going to pop up on the couch drinking a cold one smoke a cigarette
1: now i will tell you this you you said earlier you worked three months straight and you took I you know, worked
5: off. three months straight until last weekend was my first weekend off and actually yesterday i was going to take off yesterday buddy come over and the wife was watching walking dead marathon started yesterday <laughs> morning I, told him, I said look i said man i can't deal with this piece some what's over your hot dogs i said hey you want to go we'll go sit up at the dg i said we'll see if we can't sell something and then him went set up there, and we only sold about 67 hot dogs, but we had more of a good time sitting there just talking to everybody. And right. He made a little bit of money. I made a little bit of money, and it was a good part of the well, day. And that was just free profit for me, myself.
1: Well, let me share something with you. First, it's admirable that you would go out and work that kind of hours, but let me tell you what happens. You'll get you'll burn your ass out. You'll get burned out and won't want to do it. Um. Well, when you Meek. got
5: another kid on the way, you know, and your your wife was used to a certain thing, and I was like, once we ain't going to say the certain amount, what I got to say, I put a save, the savings account up. After I put a, reach a certain amount, it took me three months to reach that amount into a savings account. Once I finally reached that goal, I said I was going to slow down to three days a week. Just in case something bad did happen, I've got something to fall back on every... Brilliant. I can, I can tell Brilliant. you right now, I can stop working for a month straight and I'm not going to stress about none of my bills or nothing.
1: That is impressive. That is what we were talking about last week. Yeah, with I got, say, uh,
5: I, got read, I watched that one last night, and I was like, well, I'm ahead of all this. The only thing I haven't got, you talked about the health insurance. That's the only problem I'm running into trying to get health insurance. I don't want to go with Obamacare and that Blue Cross Blue Shield. And here in Mississippi, they're trying to cut that out. That's the only downfall I have with it as of right now is uh, the health insurance thing. But unlike you, I drink a lot of that homemade whiskey, 140 proof. So I'm pretty good on that. But my kids lie. <laughs> but the benefit of it is, once you get to put your own money on your taxes, my wife just got pregnant. We was able to get on Medicaid since I was self-employed.
1: I want to tell everybody that that's listening that. Um, right now we're talking to a vendor out of mississippi but jason brown's here with love hot dog um company and we've got um about 16 people over in the chat room and there's one vendor sharing some of his um photos and stuff you may want to go over there and check that out that's at streetfoodvendor.tv um are you the vendor that that posted on the chat room before the show started that um you were going to watch the the um, Walking Dead. Walking
5: Dead, but uh, that didn't pay my light bill this month, so I'm calling in.
1: That is kick-ass. That's, that's probably my favorite um, favorite ever chat quote I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, the
5: wife and all the friends are inside actually right now walking, watching the Walking Dead. And they're walking in. It's like, you're on the phone? I'm like, yeah. My wife <laughs> said I was obsessed with you for about two months there. I read your book about three times, watched every video you had on there.
1: Man, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you and I thank you for sharing. I'm going to I'm going to go take some other calls, but um please call back and keep us up to date with how you're doing.
5: All right, I appreciate it, Mr. Ben. Take it easy.
1: Yes, sir, brother. All right. All right, folks, I know I know we've got some callers on the line and I'll extend the show if I need to um but I do want to um play you a a uh, another video um that That seems the appropriate time, and then we'll take some calls, or more calls, if you're still around. Um, Just bear with me here just a second. As with any business or occupation, there are those sometimes few that make incredible incomes. They are those who become the poster children for their specific field or niche. Take real estate investing, for example. Thousands upon thousands jumped into the real estate business when the markets were booming. Late-night exercise equipment infomercials were replaced with the get-rich-quick real estate investing course, like weight loss infomercials depicting some happy, successful, thin real estate mogul. You've seen the commercials before, the beachside or in front of a fancy mansion. Tom lost his job and in just 11 months, he's purchased this and this and two of these, he's rich. I never would have believed it could be so easy. Always accompanied by the ever so small print at the bottom of the screen, results not typical. So what makes a hot dog vendor or hot dog vending different? What makes us more likely to succeed? Lots, a hot dog vendor creates his own niche. He creates a niche down at 5th and Main, a niche down at the local bottling plant, or at the city park. He's not limited to just those locations, but he or she is his own niche. A vendor delivers steaming hot hot dogs on a soft bun in which every bite releases a glorious taste sensation. Condiments and toppings are endless in variety and every vendor can set himself or herself apart from the redundant mediocrity of most brick and mortar establishments, creating again a more tailored and exclusive niche market from Japanese hot dogs and fusion dogs and cheese dip pulled pork dogs on a stick. Your options are only limited by your imagination and the friendlies down at the health department. I stick to the tried and true. Hot dog, a bun, standard condiments like ketchup, mustard, mayo, relish, pickles, chili, and cheese. But only because it works for me and it's what my customers enjoy. Hot dog vendors can write their own checks. A bad location for a vendor doesn't spell disaster as it would for a real estate purchase. It happens to most all vendors. We pick a bad event, a bad location, or a bad time at a particular location, but none of these spell disaster for a vendor. We hitch our wagons and roll to the next spot. Vendors don't need thousands. We don't require droves of customers to make a huge income. We don't require closing agents, nor title workers, nor lawyers, nor abundance of luck. Now, luck never hurts, but its absence will not determine a vendor's successfulness. Vendors only need that 50 or 60 or even 100 customers a day to make incredible incomes, six-figure incomes. Most Americans, some 52%, live at or below the poverty poverty level. They've never seen a a $1,000-a-week paycheck. Most have never even seen a $2,000-monthly paycheck. Vendors, depending on their drive, their personal budgets can make that and far more. Yes, there are vendors whom are perfectly satisfied with 100 bucks a day, and there's nothing wrong with that. Yes, there are vendors who just began and in the first month struggle to find the right locations, or they suffer bad locations, and it makes, you know, they make less than their desire. But the vendors that are still making a very modest income after years or a year or more or either poor mouthing or lying or just don't have a desire for more. This may piss a few of you off, and I know there are always exceptions, but I enjoy talking and speaking with hundreds and maybe thousands of vendors. I hear stories, I hear the struggles, I hear about the successes. The vendor, after one year of vending, will not be broke from vending, will not be bankrupt from vending, will not be at a loss at all. One who vends for a year will probably continue to vend for years to come. Not for the 401k, not because the job is easy, not because vending makes millions, but because it works, because vendors determine their own pay. They can, they can seek that perfect location, even if it requires months of trial and error, all the while making a living. I honestly don't know of anything like it. However, I'm sure there exist some occupations that enjoy similar benefits, but I don't need them. It is why the title of my course is called Hot Dogs Save My Life. They did, yes, I struggled for a couple weeks, but even the worst days, I made an hourly wage that far exceeded the incomes of many educated professionals. I do get calls and emails from those just starting out, and they tell me of their $30 and $60 days. Inevitably, there's always a solution. Usually, it comes in the form of a new location, a different sign, or sometimes a little more time. Remember, vendors don't work. Okay. Most vendors don't work 40-hour work weeks. We enjoy a shorter work day. Even the preparatory work and cleanup, we often are out no more than five to six hours daily. What separates a vendor making 100000 a year from one making 25000 a year? Almost every time, it's location, location, location. Location is key. But I can't find a good location. How many have you tried? Have you read in my book where I share the many locations, ones that are often never considered? Sometimes it can be your appearance, your signs, your consistency. What is consistency? Well, if you have a spot that doesn't have lots of walk-by traffic and you are relying on pulling people in off the road, you are there or there sporadically, you don't keep consistent hours, then you'll probably not find business all that appealing. You don't have to be there seven days a week and 12 hours a day. just just, Just find a schedule that works for you and work it. Consistency makes for consistent customers. I have a customer in Arizona, little bitty town of about 10,000, less than 10,000. She worried that her sales would be very low. She would have busy days and then days that weren't worth the time to even set up. She would call and inform me of her daily challenges and successes. Over time, we narrowed it down to the days that it worked, the days that more people came. We also narrowed down the hours. This is why keeping even post-it note type records of your daily sales and times is important. Eventually, she had it figured out completely and purchased a second cart from Ben'sCarts.com and runs two carts in different parts of town, same little town. Yes, I could give you countless stories of success. I could even give you the weekly rundown of all the complaints um, from the struggling. You know, the ones that either have it prepared correctly or are not prepared for the commitment that it takes. But this doesn't affect you. It doesn't. I get calls from some that say, Ben, what about the economy? Well, I did a video a while back on YouTube called it, Bad Economy is Good for Me. In retrospect, the title seems a little insensitive, but I was being honest. The economy lost me a million-dollar farm. It destroyed my income. It put us in a rinky-dinky mobile home and wiped away those nice vehicles But that same bad and even worse economy now is driving force of people wanting good deals at lunchtime, those wanting something great tasting and inexpensive. We vendors are unique. There's a charm and a sense of nostalgia for customers eating from a hot dog cart. The experience is intensified by those vendors who go above and beyond, serving quality meats, fresh buns, supreme condiments, and the ingenious concoctions all atop a friendly smile. and a warm heart. We are the epitome of self-made and self-employed. We represent the values of never quit, take my job, take my retirement, and I will succeed. And I will not wait for work to find me. I will not sit idly by, but instead create my own. I will support myself and others. We are the unsuccessful furniture store owners, the displaced chiropractors, the contractless contractors, the laid-off auto workers, the downsized office staff. We are you. We are determined and we will succeed, and so can you. Well, see, that's one of those videos that I did when I was feeling inspirational um, and and was motivated to put that out. Oftentimes I get like these – it comes in little waves. I get the same email type in a, in a two-week period, and I go, holy crap, I – I need to do a video about this, and I'll get inspired and drink a little whiskey and and make me a video. Um, it's probably not the most professional video, but the bottom line is is that rings true. that You ask Jason, Jason's here with us. Jason has a successful business and not just a half kind of maybe successful business, but a hugely successful business. I mean, how often do you get to? Call into a show, how often do you get someone that offers a business and then offers continuing education in that business? And it's not like I have all the education. There's people like Jason Brown, Corey Lawrence. Those people are out there who are doing this daily and making money and making a life for themselves that far exceeds what they could have ever dreamed of. That is amazing. Say something, Jason. <laughs> Woo man, got that off your soapbox. Oh
3: yeah. man, <laughs> I don't know if I can live up to all those words. Good God. Um, yeah, I mean it's just a matter of getting out there and doing it, like that guy that was, you know, welding pipes somewhere. You know? and you just got to make a decision and do it. It is rewarding. It is hard, but, you know, you can wind up replacing what you had as an income before and wind up moving further. I mean, look at Corey. Corey started with, you know, we'll call it an open cart or a push cart that he built.
1: Yeah, he built it from scratch.
3: Yep. Beautiful cart, great graphics, colors, did awesome with it. Now look at them. He and Sue are in a... Nice and closed cart, you know, now they've got one of the chill trikes. He's looking at expanding. He's leasing his other cart out to college people and churches and things like that. I mean, you yeah, know, he's jamming, you know, and he's working the schedule he wants. I don't think he's working Saturdays still yet, is he?
1: I don't think so, and I, I don't think he's working Sundays.
3: Yeah, so he ta- um, he's working Monday to Friday and has a great business.
1: And now I don't, don't know that he's working eight-hour days either. Yep. Um, you know, he
3: sells out quite a bit.
1: Yeah, and, I've seen him uh, you know, post it
3: up. Can be that or it can be seven days a week. You can put somebody in it, your mother, your brother, whatever. Or, you know, like me. I mean, during the week, I'm working Monday to Friday and, you know, I get there at nine, set up by 10. I'm closed by 1.30, 2.30. You
1: know? I mean, yeah. I, I understand this. I understand it and, it, and it's, it's the way of the beast. I, I wanna share something with you and I know we've got some callers on the line and please bear with me I'm coming. Um is the the point of this episode was was to go about is this hot dog vending right for you. You should have a kind of idea, but some people ask me how much can I make? I have a video called How Much Can I Make? Um you can find it on YouTube. But the, wait, you have videos? Yeah. I have videos. I just started that. Um Wow. About two days ago. Um <laughs> the and another question is what is the average investment? The average investment to what I have found to be true is is anywhere from three to five thousand dollars. Now you may go, Well, I ain't got that now. I don't even have a, a you know, a snail's fart chance in making that. The point is is you is you just heard from a vendor from Mississippi that started with 800 bucks. And he did whatever it took to get it. He didn't half-ass his way. He didn't go, oh, that's going to be too hard. Hell no. He went out and worked his ass off for three months. You heard it from his own lips. Um, this week, um, be watching your inbox for a newsletter from me. Um... The newsletter subscribers, if you subscribe to the Learn Hot Dogs newsletter, which ain't sent out in about three weeks because I'm a lazy <laughs> ass um you you will get a newsletter that's important and there will be some free shit in it. you'll want to be there um I kind of. <laughs> I said shit or something on the last episode, and I got a letter from an email. I mean, this was probably two pages long if you printed it out, typed, printed. Um, a lady pissed off because I said shit, and I'm I,
3: better pissed off than pissed
1: on. And well, I told her I said, listen, um, I'm you know I don't mind being pissed on if I was on fire or something, but <laughs> if if she <laughs> she she actually. She made a good point. She said, listen, you don't have to do it. it and I said, listen, it's just words. It's just the it's, – it's vowels and consonants. You didn't have to write a letter about it either. So, right, you know, right but it's, it's vowels and consonants coming out of my mouth that, you know, if I said it in Australia, people would go uh, – they wouldn't even know that it was a cuss word. It, it's all due to our society and how we were raised to think that these are bad words. But there are words that have impact. Those words have an impact. And and my answer to it is is by you telling me you're offended, offended by my words, you're saying to the world, listen, world, your words offend me. I cannot control my emotions. Please do it for me. And, and that's what you're telling everybody. You're telling everybody you have no control over your emotions, and you're asking us to do it for you. And I'm not trying to be a jackass. I'm just being honest. If an Australian comes on and says bloody, I'm not going to get pissed off, even though that really means the F word in English. You know, I'm not going to be pissed off. And so I'm not going to be pissed off, really, if you say the F word. The The point is is we're not trying to be crude or, or, or bad here. But there's words that have impact, and that's why I use them. But anyway... Watch your inbox. If you're not subscribed, go to LearnHotDogs.com, or if you even think maybe that, I don't know if I'm subscribed um, because of my irregular arity about putting out newsletters. If you will go over to LearnHotDogs.com on the right-hand column, about halfway down the page, you'll see a little thing you can put in your email. And you can even put in a fake name. I don't care. Just don't put in a fake email. Put in your email. If it's a duplicate, it will reject it. It will accept it, but it won't send you two emails. So that way you know. But you're going to want to get this email this coming week. I promise. Do not contact me later and go, hey, is there any way you can extend that or do I want to get that free? No. No, no, no. Um, I ain't going to deal with it. I don't want to deal with it. I've got this set up automated, so you'll get a reply back automatically. It's cool as hell. You're going to love it. Just do it. Um, now, caller, area code 706, um, I don't have you on yet because I can't find my mouse. And this may be because of my um, my the amount of um, whiskey I've drank tonight. Um, hey,
4: stop. We'll be writing letters.
1: Area code 706, you're live on Hot Dog Vendor Radio, Street Food Vendor TV. Thanks for joining us.
4: I'm going to file a complaint. I tell you what. Make me sit on this phone all this time. Hey, Ben.
1: <laughs> How we doing? <laughs> you didn't
4: recognize me, did you? I'm sick right now.
1: Oh, my goodness. What's going on with you? You got the flu?
4: Yeah, I got the uh, Well, I've had it uh, for about three or four days. And uh, I finally get a couple of days off of my real job. And I say, oh, I'm going to take the hot dog cart out. And then I got sick. And so I haven't done a whole lot this year. Uh I did listen to last week's show. I thought it was great. Uh, I I do about ninety nine percent of what your financial advisor advises, uh, except I do it by myself without help.
1: Uh, well, that's just you're the smartest person in Georgia.
4: No, that's not true. I just I learned a long time ago it doesn't feel good to be hungry, <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, the, you know, you talk about is a hot dog business for everybody. Uh, I don't really think it is. Uh, myself, Hell no. I enjoy Hell no. But, uh, you know, I, I get people ask me the same questions that they ask you. You know, can I make any money? How much does it cost to buy a hot dog cart? How much does your license cost? How do you get started in this? Why do you sell hot dogs? You know, I I've heard every question that you've probably heard 100,000 times. And my biggest reply back to everybody, it's just like any other business. you got to treat it like a business or you won't be in business. You know, it is it is work. And to me, it's fun because I do it because I want to do it, or when I want to do it, like this year, well, but. I'll brag a little. Last year, I made enough money that I haven't had to work or take my hot dog cart out But I, two times. I right have here. him
1: still on the line, but he's not coming across on the, um, the audio for some reason. I can hear him in my speakers, but for some reason, he's not in the audio. Are you there, Michael?
4: Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me?
1: Okay, let me try something real quick because um, we're not getting a feed from you. Even though I can hear you, now try it again.
4: Okay, can you hear me now?
1: Um, I can, but they can't. Um, we got okay. some. We got some other kind of issue. Um, you hit a button wrong. No, I, I didn't hit any buttons. No, I didn't hit any buttons. Um, if uh-huh. you were on hold on Blog Talk Radio. Um, we may experience the same problem with you where you're not getting recorded. Here's what I'm going to do is I'm going to reset Blog Talk Radio and see if it works. I've still got you live, Michael, but it's not. Okay. Yeah, you're not coming through for whatever reason. I could hear everybody
4: a while ago. Uh, It went dead one time.
1: I apologize um if you're hanging on I'm I'm trying to work this out. We've had all kinds of technical issues tonight. Um Michael, are you still there?
4: Yeah, I'm still here.
1: Okay, you're not coming through um at all. Okay. No, I mean I'm hearing you, but no oh, one okay. else. Jason, you can't hear him? Okay. Um that's something with the feed. And I don't know why it's blocking you out. Um
4: Maybe maybe it don't like me.
5: I some other
1: I tell you what, y'all bear with me there there may be a little silence. I'm gonna try to reboot the um my my connection here. Yeah, I'm doing
4: the playback on this. Hey, Bill. Can you hear me now? Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? That way I lost it.
1: Oh, okay folks um i've got you back online um who michael woods was he area code 706 i think so you'd think i'd have this memorized is this michael <laughs> that's me. all right yeah. um you there
4: yeah i'm back
1: yeah you're coming in good that's a that was a okay. blog talk radio issue and i apologize to the folks that were listening in and i thank you for hanging on um, we do have some other callers, um, and I will be getting to you just shortly. Don't don't worry. Um,
4: but anyway, I guess what I was saying was, uh, you know, it's not for everybody to sell hot dogs. But and I, and I have people. I guess the one thing that people do that isn't for me is the people that go online and say, you know, send me money and give me money to start my business, and I don't. I don't personally believe in that, but, I mean, that's my personal belief. I figure if you're smart enough to run a business, then you're smart enough to come up with the $200 or $500 or $800 to buy a hot dog cart or $5,000 to buy the best hot dog cart. I mean, that's just my opinion. Um, Well, I
1: I like these Kickstarter campaigns and stuff like that, that crowdsourcing. I think that it offers something, but what I have found is many people – Think that it's like a loophole, like it's easy. Well, it requires work, too. And that's why when I get these, I, I posted a, a blog article a few weeks back because I had received probably nine or ten um, at least of these requests to post it on my Facebook and post it here. And I was going, well, kiss my ass. You didn't even, All you did is put a picture of a hot dog on a page asking for money. Do something. Make a video. Make a video explaining why we should give you money. And then yeah. I'll share it. You know, because well, there, are I mean, some, there are extenuating circumstances, Michael. You know that. There's, there's times yeah. when, you know, we've had some vendors on here that, like the guy that lost his wife and kids in a car accident in Texas. Yeah. And he was, he was broke, broker than broke can get. Well, th- those people, I'm okay I'm okay, but put in the effort. Make a video, make make us proud to to share it with our friends. Make us okay. happy to support you. Don't say I, noticed, I need some money. I want to start a business.
4: I noticed on the uh, food vendor blog that uh, that's the one area nobody's made any posts on. Uh, if there is a, a link to it on the. Uh, blog, but nobody said anything about doing that, and and I, it just kind of was surprising to me.
1: Can you the, give uh, that blog? I haven't been over there in about three weeks. It's Street Vendor Forum, isn't it? Yeah, streetvendorforum.com. Street Street
4: com. Yeah.
1: If, and, if uh, you're listening and you want to hang out with some kick-ass vendors and talk to vendors in all stages of the business street vendor com doesn't matter if it's hot dogs or what it is i think there's something for everybody there
4: yeah there's a little bit of everything there uh, but you know to to me that that even if you you know there's so much stuff out there that is free that it doesn't cost you anything to learn about how to set up a business plan or how to what license you got to have, or, or whatever you've got to have to start any kind of business, whether it's food vending, uh, food vending, um, selling sunglasses, or whatever you want to sell. There is so much information out there that is free that you can get online, and all you have to do is go to Google and type in "I want to know how to do a business plan." And you know uh, the forms that I use to track my money and stuff and you know I use excel but you know all of those different programs are free they don't cost anything and you know I know people that pay accountants thousands of dollars a year to to track their money when you can do it yourself you know yeah I get a, an accountant to do my books at the end of the year but what I do is I hand her all the paperwork and say here you figure out what uh, schedule forty, fifty, or ninety that you've got to fill out to make the IRS happy with me, and uh, then I give her a, a nice check and she goes smiling away.
0: <laughs> but um,
4: yeah, but I mean, there's so much stuff out there that is free to teach you how. I mean, you you know, you joke about the videos. Uh, you know, I know you just started them this week, but I mean, you you know. You, when I first started in 2009 what did I Google? I Googled how to have a hot dog cart business you know to different manufacturers besides Ben's carts because there's a bunch of them out there (laughs) and I read all the stuff about each vendor or or each uh, manufacturer and how they made their carts and where they made their carts and you know what customer service they had and uh, I contacted different ones. I got a call back when I called Ben, but, I mean, he was an exception to the rule. Uh, you know, but before you get into any business, if you don't do that research and that due diligence, as you call it, you won't make it. There's no way you're going to make it. It no matter what kind of business you get into, if it's selling magazines door to door, if you don't train yourself and do the research and learn the things that you need to learn, you'll never make it. And I mean, uh, uh, Even if you go to work for McDonald's, what's the first thing they're going to do? They're going to sit you down in front, in front of a bunch of videos and say, watch this. This is how we do it. And then they're going to give you a bunch of books to read and they'll say, this is how we do it. And that's, you know, that's it's called a trading program. If you're a entrepreneur working for yourself you got to train yourself find out who to get the license from Uh, do you need serve safe do you need uh, a business license do you need a health certificate what do you need to operate um, you know in the state of Georgia you got to have a stupid piece of paper that says I can use your bathroom Uh, it's one of the dumbest rules I've ever heard of Uh, but I have to have a signed piece of paper that says it's okay for me personally and my employees to use your bathroom, not my but customers. you did it. You did it. Yeah.
1: You and, know, and, I sat down and, and wrote and it out and said, you here, don't sign this. For those that don't know, this is Michael Wood with Doug's Dogs out of Georgia. Um, he's been vending five years, six years, and he is, um, he's retired, military, he served our country for I don't know seventy years or something, and then he he is twenty three. Um, he, he gives every dime of his tip jar away to help his community and help the wounded warriors of, uh, of Augusta, right? Um, yeah, and,
6: Augusta for your project.
1: And and this is a man with a huge heart that helps his community, and we have lots of vendors that do this type of stuff. But here's somebody that does this part time and makes a full time income. This is somebody that you should be listening to. This is somebody that you should be... Um, I mean, there are vendors out there that charge to talk to them. They charge you to talk to them. And, and I don't blame them, really, because they, they've put themselves out there that said, listen, I'm willing to help, but um, if you don't see the value, then I don't want to help. And there is a value there's knowledge that comes with this, this this experience in these years, and I wouldn't blame any of them for charging.
4: Uh, ben, you forgot to send me my check this month. Uh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> and, and I actually wrote something on the blog about that for people, and I'm going to say it so everybody can hear it. I am not paid by Ben's Carts to advertise for Ben's Carts. I own the Ben's cart, Big Dog. I bought it, paid cash for it. It's mine. I do not get any money from Ben's carts, period. And Well, you do get uh, money from that
1: Big Dog, though.
4: Yes, yes. But, <laughs> you know, I bought the Big Dog because that was the hot dog cart that I thought I could afford to buy and uh, operate and still make money off of it. And I have paid for the cart at least once uh, or twice, but or maybe three times, uh, about every year. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs>
4: but, <laughs> but if I don't move my cart, I don't have to. So it's easier for me than it is for most people that do this, because you may be starting out and be broke and not have any money. Well, to me, I look at that as, you know, Get a used cart or build your own cart. You know, start somewhere, but you've got to do one thing, and that's only one thing. You've got to start. Whether it's starting to build a business plan or starting to research. You know, I researched this crap for three years before I ever started. You know, and but that's, that's just because
1: you're a slow reader.
4: That's about right. in thats like college. It took me damn forty years to go through college. What you mean?
3: <laughs> I, I was like,
4: I was like thirty-five years old when I went to college. <laughs>
1: but, well, speaking of, speaking of which, let me let me play this real quick.
4: Want to save even
2: more money? Build your own professional hot dog cart. Save over $1,000 at buildacart.com. Buildacart.com. If you want to roll with a big dog, you need a cart that you can rely on. There's no better way to know your equipment than to build it yourself. Buildacart.com. You want to rock your world? Build this cart. Build it and they will come. Buildacart.com. He's busier than a one armed monkey with two peckers. It's Ben
1: on H T V R Hot Dog Vendor Radio. You know what? I, I haven't I haven't heard from Rob. Um I would love to hear from him.
4: Well, so let sad. me get off this line, guys. Uh I gotta get up at three o'clock in the morning, so Wow,
1: wow, wow. Yeah, right,
4: I, I gotta go to my I gotta go to my real job. And uh, oh, by the way, I'll tell you something that that you know. You talk about the economy and everything. At my real job, I get a thousand and forty hours of sick time every year, and they just told us they're going to take it away from us. So in 2015, I won't get but seven days of vacation
1: extra a year. Well, I'll lose you know, lose a you know, thousand Tell everybody time. while they're while they're listening if you need a loan or money or anything like that. <laughs> um, Michael Wood, and that's yeah. no you know. <laughs>
4: yeah, don't tell him that because my wife is she's high maintenance, and and I can't afford the loan money as long as I'm married. Now, if <laughs> I get divorced again, it might you know I mean I am on my third wife so. You, know, you, <laughs> you and me know.
1: both. Brother. <laughs> you and me both. Um,
4: All right, well, guys.
1: have a good. Y'all have Michael. a good night. Yes, right. sir, you do the same. Thank you. Bye-bye. Um, Caller, area code 401. You're live on Hot Dog Vendor Radio and Street Food Vendor TV. I do want to say real quick, if you are on the on the line and on hold and want to talk to us tonight, um, I will extend the show if we run over, so don't worry. Um, area code 401, you're live.
0: Hey, Ben. Can you hear me?
1: Yeah, I can hear you just good.
0: No, I just want to make sure because I know... Um, I know... Uh, Freddie wants to call in from... Yeah, we have another caller from
1: 401 as well.
0: Yeah, it's probably Freddie.
1: Okay.
0: Um, So, um, as I've been going through the process of getting the business started and getting all the information gathered, doing my, what you call, due diligence, I ran across a problem uh, or I was informed about how the city that I was looking to move to was uh, imposing a meals tax on top of um, uh, your regular sales tax. Have you ever encountered that or heard of any vendors that have had to deal with that?
1: Well, I've, I've heard of something called a meal tax. What does yours entail?
0: Um, they're imposing a 4% meals tax on top of your sales tax that
1: you have to collect. Okay, and is this something that is implemented or, or required of fast food restaurants and everybody else are uh, be? It
0: just got passed. So I'm, it's still in the early process. It hasn't been implemented yet.
1: Okay. So it sounds like the city is, is which many cities are, um, they've got, had budget cuts. They need to make the revenue. And like our city recently raised the hotel tax to like, I think it's 13% or something ridiculous. Um, and so, if if you um, run into something like that, there's two ways around it. You can pass that along to your customer by way of upfront, hey, there's four percent tax on this, or you can do like I do and build it into my price. I would. So you, you would do method,
0: it just like just how you taught it, and with the taxes, just to take it out at the end of the lump sum
1: absolutely when i go to when I go to an event and the event organizer tells me he's going to take eighteen percent of my stuff, I add eighteen percent of my to my cost so that I know that I'm covered for him too so it may take my two dollar and fifty cent hot dog to three twelve or three fifty whatever I'm not going to come up with three twelve but it may be three dollars or it may be four dollars whatever it is i I include that in the price. I hate giving a customer a price for a hot dog and saying, "Listen, this dog is three dollars," and and they and then tell them, "Okay, you owe me three thirty six.
0: That's what I figured. Um,
1: now, if I was taking I debit cards mostly,
0: like- I would.
1: I would if if I want to correct this. If I was taking debit cards mostly, if mostly what people were handing me was a debit card, I would most certainly add tax on the back end. My hot dog would right. be two dollars or whatever it is, and then it would add tax automatically to the sale.
0: Right. Um, okay. So I have another question. Um, so, what would you? I know I know you're not a tax professional, and, and you know, and all that your spiel. What would you recommend as far as banking for starting a business? Would you do a business bank a checking account? Or would you just strictly because this business is mainly cash, just use a, a personal checking account, or just like buy all your supplies in cash to begin with?
1: Go ahead, Jason. Until
0: you get established.
1: Jason's tongue's itching.
0: <sighs> I mean, no, me, I it. just I wouldn't want to get
3: caught up in commingling funds, is what they call it, mixing business and right. personal.
1: That's if you're not a sole proprietor.
3: Yeah, I was gonna say it depends what you're doing. Are you going LLC? You're gonna be a sole proprietor? I mean, I would do it from the start the right way. It's easier to do it that way and train yourself, whatever way you do it. Um, you know, but make a decision, stick to it, and then you know, do it. Don't don't you know mix it because it's it's. Uh, see too many guys co-mingling their funds and they can't figure things out, and you know
1: that can turn into what's. Commonly referred to as a bitch later. Um, Now, you can co-mingle funds in the beginning. I did. Um, I just kept records. I co-mingled everything. But I kept yellow pad records. But I kept good records so that I could hand it to a bookkeeper. I I kid you not. Listen, this this is how close this is to me. This is how close this is to me. I, I keep a yellow pad beside my mouse pad. So, um... I, I'm i as redneck as they come as far as... He still if, won't use the yellow pad on his iPhone or iPad. No, because you got to type that in. I can write faster than I can type. And so, but, if, if uh, I would, though. I would say, if you're going to co-mingle funds, like in my case, I was forced to. I could not afford to go get incorporated. I could not afford to open another bank account. I didn't have $100 to open a damn bank account or a business account. So, I just commingled funds. But, what I did in the first year is I just changed over. I went and registered once I had the money and my business, and then at the end of the year, I gave my accountant my yellow pad and said, "Here you go and it, I it, want to see that person. it it was, it was beautiful no, it was beautiful. I had columns down it, and I had the daily intake and stuff. Now, I was writing down rain Day Sunday, and I'd put these little smiley faces for different I coded it. You know, but the bottom line is 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 it worked and she didn't have to do any work really as far as all she had to do is transfer my information to a computer instead of right. instead of trying to to you know, interpret what I wrote. And so right. she could see I could hand her my personal bank statement, she could see those first couple of months where I wasn't registered as a corporation.
0: All right. Also, um, I'd like to give a shout-out to Freddie. Um, he could really use uh, a, a dog sled, so um, if possible, you know, just wanted to put that out there if so you could hook him up with one. But, uh, you know. But you got yeah, him on just, a lot of No, I'm just saying he would, he, Dogs he would don't probably like do okay. him a lot of good if he could get one, you know.
1: All right. Um, well the I appreciate you, I appreciate you calling oh. in and, and call back any time. Did you have something else?
0: Yeah, one more thing. Happy birthday, Jason. Oh God.
1: Thank you. <laughs> oh, that's right. You know what? That pisses me off. I meant to have um what's her name? Marilyn Monroe. I was gonna play a video of Marilyn Monroe singing Happy Birthday to the president. And except this would be to Jason. Jason's birthday, he's thirty six. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I tried to keep this quiet. My wife shows up at the ski resort with a bunch of donuts. The girls from the ski resort put it on their Facebook page for everybody to come by and see me and wish me happy birthday. Oh god,
1: balloons. See, you've got a good wife. That's an awesome wife. Now now how old are you, Jason, really? Forty four. Forty four. See that's and, and doesn't look a day older than forty three. No yeah. amazing. Feel seventy. I'm glad you brought that up because I had forgotten. I talked to Jason this morning and didn't even realize. I, I, I just was, didn't I know. Was nobody bring it up. <laughs> you know what? If I could get my wife down here right now, she would sing you "Happy Birthday."
3: Oh, my brother's kids well, called didn't. a while ago and they all sang "Happy Birthday," squealing on the phone. And, you know, everybody's like, "What are you doing for your birthday?" I'm working, Jackass. What do you think I'm doing?
1: I'm calling my there wife. Go. Oh,
3: shit. I got to go.
1: <laughs> well, thanks for calling in. I'm going to go ahead and take another caller.
0: All right,
1: go for it. Area code 401 again. I think this must be Freddie. You're live on Hot Dog Vendor Radio and Street Food Vendor TV. Hey,
7: Ben. Yes, it's Freddie from Elwood Dog House. Happy birthday, Jason. Thanks, sir. Uh, yeah, so uh, that Rob came to visit me today. That was pretty cool. Um, and uh, thanks for putting my photos up on the on your website on the blog, Ben. Um, I uh, did coke and onion. I did coke. That sounds great. Did Coca Cola and onions <laughs> on the grill and uh, did a little bit of a show for some for a couple folks. And um, that is just it's amazing what two simple ingredients on a hot grill can do. Um, as far as, uh, kind of luring people and watching them smile and smelling the vapors. Um, I actually had a, uh, I had a guy come by that, uh, said he wasn't hungry and he didn't have any money. I almost felt bad. I was just going to give him the hot dog. He ended up giving me like a handful of change with a $1 bill and, um, those coconut onions really got him. So, uh. That was awesome. Um, had another guy.
3: uh um, give away a dog like that if somebody says they're short on cash, Tom. You know what? Just pay me next time you're in, and you get a customer for life.
7: I, you know what? I I remember you or somebody mentioning that a week or two ago. That's that's good. That
3: keeps uh, relationships uh, positive.
1: Well, I had to put Uh-oh. a disclaimer up. Say no to drugs.
3: Well, it's like yeah. I always have to be careful around my kids when I say I got to call my coke dealer. <laughs> Well, it was funny cuz I said coke and
7: onions to a couple of these young guys. It's not in the nicest of neighborhoods and they were like, "You shouldn't say, you probably shouldn't say coke and onions around here. Somebody might get the wrong idea." So, Hey, but, Freddie,
1: um, I need you to do me a favor. Yes. Um, would you send me your um and, and put this all on the email. Put your name, address, and um and I'm put your name and address, complete. Even though I already know it, and, and include your email address, even though I already have it in the email, put it under the address, and I'm going to send you a free dog sled.
3: Oh, no way. The dogs, you have to buy your own dogs and harnesses to go sledding up there.
1: That's right, and you're going to have to wait for a snow day because it sucks <laughs> to fall off in the sand.
7: <laughs> Thanks, Ben. Oh, I appreciate the heck out of that. You bet. Um, that's fantastic. You know what? They'll go great cuz uh Rob mentioned he we I have the uh I have the king kiosk of course and then I have the two uh the, the uh the roll down uh I never know what to call them. You know what I mean? The big metal boxes they have the roll down things you use it instead of the lids on the pans, And um so I that dog sled would just go nicely on top of those like between them like on top. So that'll be perfect. Um you know what, do you use a cash drawer, Ben? Like, I, I've been doing the one glove thing, uh, like you do, but it's been kind of a pain in the rear end because I, I'm not doing cash in the pocket anymore. I have a little cash box I have, but then I'm a little leery about doing that, especially in this one particular neighborhood. Um, how how do you do that? How do you manage your cash, your change. Well...
1: I, I actually wear an apron, a three pocket apron. I don't put any big bills. I've got um fives, ones and quarters, but I don't use quarters anymore, so it's tens, ones tens, fives and ones and I don't have really many tens, but if somebody hands me a twenty, a fifty, a hundred, I put that in my back pocket and then I, I make change from the front from my apron. Some people uh, do okay. some people do use a drawer. I still use an apron.
7: Okay. All right. I, you know what I did? Oh, because you're in Tennessee, up here where it's cold as hell. I tried. I ordered a bunch of uh, the three-pocketed aprons. I got a nice deal. It was like two bucks for each one. I got, six, and I only ordered six of them. Um, but it was tough with like three coats on, two sweatshirts, two it pairs is. of pants.
1: It is. It is. It 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 isn't perfect. <laughs> But, but uh, uh, hey, I I, I want to take a a short break real quick, oh, and um and um wish Jason a happy birthday.
2: Happy sure. birthday to you. Happy <laughs> birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Jason. <laughs> happy birthday to
1: you.
3: Well, thank you, ladies.
1: That was that was my um w- wife and daughter. Um, how how cool is that? You get a, you get serenaded from my wife and daughter. On the show, <laughs> <That were> awesome. <laughs> she said she expects to be paid for that. Once <laughs> <laughs> she leaves, I'll tell you what I think about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, Freddie, did you have anything else you wanted to share with us before I take another caller?
2: Yeah, you know what, If
7: uh, I just want to share that it makes absolute, it's made sense in my uh, career history to show up early at work, and I know for a fact when I show up and I have everything set up and hot dogs cooked by no later than 1045 every morning, good things happen. People's stomachs are rumbling before 11 o'clock, um, so I highly suggest getting uh, getting set up early in the morning every day. And you said the word consistency a little while ago. Um, that's one key to, uh, you, know, it, it, you know, if people trust that you're going to be there, then they're going to come and they're going to buy something from you instead of going to Dunkin' Donuts on the way and then not buying something from you because they're full from eating at Dunkin' Donuts because they weren't sure if you were going to be there or not.
1: you oh, um, exactly right. You're exactly right. Um, one person I can tell you that stumbled across um, a breakfast um, customer rush was a guy named Larry out of Florida. And, and if you've listened to the show for long, you'll have heard him. He'll call The time he called in and cried um, made me teary-eyed. I mean, the guy is, is, is my hero. And an older gentleman who struggled for over a year and kept going, and now is making 800000 bucks a day. And he, he he did what you just said. He went early. And somebody said, do you have breakfast sausages and breakfast dogs? And he started showing up early from then on, and now he's just doing basically a breakfast every day. That's all he does.
7: Right. You know what? I bought a uh, five-gallon Cambro uh, thermos, which is awesome. That thing holds coffee. You can drink coffee late, 12 hours later that's still drinkably hot um i haven't found uh I took it out once and I brought pretty much all of it back so i'm going to uh be a little more strategic and figure out uh how I can make that work for me. I know it can work so um I think once i'm in a place i i got to establish myself i mean i'm just getting out there it's only been about two weeks, and I think i've been lucky as far as uh just you know get, getting getting you know, I just – I really wasn't even necessarily expecting – I was expecting to go home not even selling one hot dog on my first couple of days out. But it's been completely the opposite of that. Um, but uh, I guess, you know, one other thing. I have one other – I have one guy that, uh, you know, I'm trying not to get on his nerves too much. I'm trying not to, you know, bother him for too much free information. But um, – because I, he I, he runs he has a million different projects going at any given time um, and uh, I he basically he's the guy that told me that to, you know quit sitting <laughs> in your office and planning all day just go out and do it. He said, you're sitting there and you're planning things that you've never even done before. You don't even know what the hell you're doing. Just get out there and do it. So really what I'm trying to say is, you know, instead of taking 50 years to plan it, you know, (laughs) get out there and do it at some point and don't be afraid to make some mistakes and learn a few things.
1: You're absolutely right. Well, I thank you um, for calling in. Please email me, BennettBenscarts dot com or Ben dot com. Either one to get me and um, give me your name, address, and email. And the email is so that I don't have to. I can copy and paste that and send it to the 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 gal that does our shipping. And sure, and I'll, I'll copy and paste it and get you a dog sled out.
7: Awesome, that sounds good. Keith's been real good too. I you know when I had questions about my cart and everything, um, whether it's by text or phone call or email or whatever he always gets back and uh you know has an answer so
1: i got so That's many complaints that. on keith this week you wouldn't believe the shit i got um i got so many complaints on keith he had the flu he's been out and he was still answering texts and emails but he was slow and you wouldn't believe right. the people that said yeah i'd fire him well <laughs> first he, he's my best friend and he's my partner um right so firing him um Slim to no option. Uh, he um he he has a great big heart and will help, but he does get a lot of text messages. I I, I can't believe the text messages he gets. Um, some of them are ridiculous. Like a lady said that her chip clips weren't um weren't she didn't know how to hang her chip clips. And <laughs> I have a video on the website that shows how to hang chip clips because of that lady. Oh uh, wow! So, um, I always
7: thought you just hang them,
1: but yeah, maybe not. Huh? It, it uh, apparently it's tricky. <laughs> I, you well, know, thanks, somebody. Man. I know we're. I'm gonna get some emails for this show because I've kind of been snarky, but um, <laughs> it's all set out of love. <laughs> well, I appreciate. Cool. I love my
7: king kiosk, and uh, everything's working out, so it's awesome, and. The dream has become real, so thank you very much for everything.
1: Well, I thank you for sharing, and come. please come back on.
7: you get the bill in the mail. All right, open. I will.
1: A short break, and we'll come back, we'll call our area code 954 hot in just a dog second. Saved
2: My Life, the book. Everything you ever wanted to know about hot dog vending, and probably some things you don't, available at BenzCarts.com forward slash book. Why spend $100 or more dollars when you can get it all for less than, $30? Less than 30 bucks? Benscarts.com forward slash books. Get it, read it, and discover how you can cash in and change your life for good. BenzCarts.com forward slash books. Feeling lazy? Out of shape? Get off the f-ing couch. Go to Ben's and get the scoop on free training, top-notch accessories, link over to the radio show and the blog. Plus, you can get Ben's tell-all book on how you can change your life forever. Hot dog save my life. It's all available at Ben's Be there! We now return you live to Hot Dog Vendor
1: Radio with Ben. Area code 954. You are live on Hot Dog Vendor Radio and Street Food Vendor TV. Thanks for joining us.
6: Hey, Ben. How you doing?
1: Doing fantastic. How are you?
6: Oh, pretty good. Good that you can hear me. All right. Um, my name is Brandon, and I just uh, wanted to say I've been listening to your show for about six months now. And, um, you know what, I just wanted to add that, um, when you say you can buy a cart for cheap, you really can. I found one for $700. I mean, mind you, it was a piece of junk, (laughs) and, uh, I, I had to fix it up a lot, um, and bring it up to health code standards. You know, I, I got everything together, business license and everything, ready to go for twenty five hundred dollars. And um
1: Congratulations.
6: now yeah. Um and now I I've run into like a few issues like with locations and stuff because my city, um the only thing you can really do without a permit is set up, you know, at a church or something that isn't regulated by I don't know, the state I guess. Or um there is one local permit I could get it's a it's a peddler's permit, right? But you can only stay in one spot for 10 minutes, and then you have to move 200 feet. And I think it's kind of ridiculous, you know? But um, there's a city about seven hours from me that allows you to get the license. No problem. Set up on uh, private property. The only problem is it is seven hours away, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's too far. Um, so you're having trouble in your local city. Um, Right. And what are are they telling you?
6: Uh, They're just telling me that uh, the peddler's permit costs about $210, a lot of money. You have to have insurance. It's a must. Um, And you basically have to do what I told you. You have to uh, move every 10 minutes, move 200 feet, and you can't return to the same spot for 24 hours.
1: Okay. Um, have you shared with them the Institute for Justice um, paperwork on that? Oh no. Okay. Um, no, I haven't. When you get off, when you get off here tonight, go to learnhotdogs.com. Type in the word, and here's a shortcut for those people because Google does a better search on my site than my site does on my site, which is stupid as hell. But you can go type <laughs> in in the search box on my site any keyword, and it should pull it up. But Google does one step further. It looks for any of that word where it occurred in that article. So if you go to learnhotdogs.com, it, type in your browser, go to Google search, type in learnhotdogs.com, then just space and, and put justice, the word justice. Okay? Okay. And, and you will come across several articles that I've done on this and rants even. Um, it is illegal for a city to limit the time you can be in a location. That that violates your Bill oh, of wow. Rights, um, and they have an article. They have paperwork you can give to your city that lets them know, and they also will work for you for free. So you can contact the Institute for Justice, which is nothing but a team of lawyers who will sue your city.
6: <laughs> well, okay then. All right.
1: That's, um, ah. that's it in a nutshell um sometimes this can be quick sometimes your city you can present the paperwork to the city and they go oh we didn't realize we were doing anything wrong we didn't realize we were um you know creating rules that protected um this type of business but not this type of business um but the people that made those rules do know they that's why they made those rules but those rules are they they break federal law
6: yeah and and, you know, what's crazy is I actually called up a city, you know, regarding the permits and everything, and uh, one city even told me that they wouldn't allow hot dog carts because they don't get inspected by the uh, health department. And, <laughs> you know, I, I've had my health inspection, so I know. So I I wasn't, you know, I don't know, I could just hear it in their voice. They didn't want any uh, hot dog carts.
1: Yeah, well, a lot of them discourage it because a lot, a lot of it is called nepotism. It's crony capitalism where it's, it's these people sit on the city council or the board of trustees at the local bank or whatever, and it's these powerful business owners who have crept in or snuck in rules and codes that restrict vendors because they don't want the competition. Well, that, is, that violates federal law. It violates your Bill of Rights to operate and work as a legal business.
6: All right, well, you know, good to know. Um, but, you know, I, uh, I was considering actually making the move, the seven-hour move, you know, and living out of my car for a month, and I don't know, I was wondering if that might pan out. But, you know, it's kind of expensive, and I don't know, just probably not
1: worth it. Well, I, I don't know. It depends on your financial situation. There would be the, you know, had I had run into the similar thing, you know, I ran into a deal where I got my cart, didn't know any of the rules or codes, didn't even know to look for them, and my city said, yeah, you can be anywhere but in the city limits. Well, my city limits is big because they wanted to incorporate parts of the county into the city so that they could get the extra tax revenue and tax, um, sales tax receipts. So I was forced to go outside of the town limits the city limits, which created a, a hardship. But what I did is I found locations, you know, I immediately found the the um, factory location, which kicked butt for me. So there are some workarounds. There's also, if you look up the word catering, there's workarounds by using the word catering instead of vendor that will help mm-hmm. you. Um, but the bottom line is, let's say you had to move and you could go to one of those, if they have those weekly hotels where it's 125 a week or 195 a week, you may could go Uh over to another city and work in that city for, um, a week at a time or four days at a time and come home and then take three days off and go back there. I I know some vendors that have been put in some bad situations. I know a vendor that worked from his car for a long time, about two months. And I know a vendor that worked from an RV. He bought an RV that was, uh, well, he was given an RV that was, it didn't run. And he would push his cart to a location. So wow. there, there, there are some hardship stories out there. Those are the people I was talking about earlier who will do whatever it takes to make this work. Because it will work. But, but I wouldn't fault anybody if they call me up and go, you know, I'm going to sell my cart. This just did not for me. I respect that. I don't I don't fault them. I don't think that they're lazy or they're just um can't handle it. it. Some people aren't cut out for it. It's not their cup of tea.
6: Right. Well, uh yeah, I just wanted to say uh thanks for having me on, Ben. You know, you definitely helped me out. Um you know, and uh I don't know whether I make this move or not. You know, I it really helps to know that, um, you know, the city, uh, is doing something, you know, shady.
1: Well, sometimes it helps if you find the city attorney and you can give them that paperwork from Institute for Justice. Um, but they, they have some, some great information. And I even give you that information over on the blog and you can download the file, take it into the city and go, here you go. Um, or you can request (laughs) to be heard at city council meeting. Um, I mean, that's a public forum, and you have a right because you are a taxpayer. You are a citizen of the United States, a citizen of your town. So um, don't let that stop you. I've seen many vendors get this turned around.
6: Wow. All right. As a matter of fact, I – oh, go ahead. Why do you have to move seven hours
1: away, though? There's a town that has access. That gives him access with no uh, unencumbered access.
3: There's nothing closer.
6: Uh, you know what? There would be, but uh, the town seven hours away from me is a college town, so I know it could be pretty lucrative if I did go there. You know, so probably would be worth my while.
1: College towns will make a fortune. Um, a new vendor just started over in um, Nashville area. And, and she's at, I think it's ETSU, East Tennessee State University or something. Or maybe it's, oh, it's Middle Tennessee State, MTSU. And she's making a killing. She's only been at this two weeks. She called me up and she goes, I have never held this much cash in my hands. It wasn't <laughs> no, like I believe it. I believe it. She wasn't like a millionaire. But the point is she was holding over $1,000 in cash in her hands and she had never held that much cash in her hands. incredible so i'd encourage you you may consider doing it you may consider trying it out and and renting a place or something and trying it out just see how it goes
6: yeah even if it means just going up for a month maybe
1: that's right it's a means to an end it doesn't mean it's a permanent
6: (laughs) right all right well thanks a lot ben i appreciate it
1: yes sir you have a good evening and call back and keep us up to date on what's going on with it all right, right, will do. Wow, what a great evening. This is, I know we went long, and I thank everybody for um, bearing with us through all the crap that we went through. He's
2: busier than a cucumber
1: in a woman's prison. It's Ben on HDVR,
2: Hot Dog Vendor
1: Radio. Don't send me any emails about that commercial. Offended you. They were making salads. So... <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, Jason, happy birthday. Thanks, sir. I appreciate you. I know you worked your ass off today and I appreciate you always joining us for the show. And, um, I'm
3: going to bed now.
1: You're a valuable asset, but I hope you have a good evening. I wish everybody a good evening and a good week slinging dogs and be looking for that email tonight. You will. Well, not tonight, this week, you will get an email maybe yep. towards the end of the week. It depends on how I, how quick I can get this done, but hey,
3: I, if, uh, if anybody wants to help me out for my birthday, they can go vote for us on that thing. I got some unknown baking company actually beating me by 10 points right now.
1: Okay. Everybody go to facebook.com forward slash love hot dog um, co. CO um, or just type into the search box on your Facebook love hot dog company and it will pull it up. And, and go right there on the first article, the most recent article Jason's posted is a voting thing. Help Jason win this. This is pretty cool. And I know we had some people do it when I posted it up on our Facebook. Um, and I hope I would encourage any of y'all to do that. Well, thank you, guys. Yeah, I had a good evening. Yeah, have a good night. See you later.
2: Hot Dog Vendor Radio was brought to you by Ben's Cart.com and the Hot Dog Answer Man himself,
1: Mr. Ben Wilson.
2: Also by the letter H and the you number know what?
1: 1. I, um... The very best high- I'm going to stop that because I messed up. I need to share something. Um, this is my fault, but um, if you're still with me, I screwed up. I, um, somebody sent me a tip in. I, I, there's two emails I need to go through real quick. One is from um, Yvonne. She sent this in. She said, for all vendors out there who aren't lucky enough to have your pan liners and hate to scrub the chili pans, they should boil them. It works. Scrape out the pan as good as you can, fill it with water, put the lid on, turn the heat on high, and let it do the work for you while you do other things. Give a scrape every now and then and with a hard spatula or scraper, and layer after layer will come off. After you drain the pot and debris, and it cools enough to touch, give it a polish up with a coarse kosher salt. They will be a beauty again. Steam and a wonderful cleaner, disinfectant, and handheld steamer with various cleaning attachments is cheap, and will get in the nooks and crannies to clean your cart commissary, house, car, or pans. Lots of love. Yvonne from Bonfire Catering out of Ontario, Canada. Thank you, Yvonne. That was freaking awesome. Um, I appreciate you taking the time to share that with everybody. Um, this message from Charlie Smith says, how's it going? Ben, I enjoyed the show last Sunday. There's always good info sharing in the chat room as well. I've done my due diligence and I've been ready to purchase a cart for a couple months. My dilemma is funding. I've taken the advice from you and other vendors just to get started with something. We have a concession trailer that we sell cupcakes, cake slices, and drinks out of to help generate business for a home-based cake business. Last week, I added funnel cake fingers deep-fried Oreos, and drop donuts to the menu to help us out. You said in your training videos, if you can't purchase a cart, just do something to get started until you can. That's what I'm doing. I'll be speaking with Stuart Ford of Wild Willie's Wiener Wagon to see how we can help each other out since we are both in the Winston-Salem, North Carolina area. Anyway, I just wanted to give you an update and let the listeners know that the information is correct. Just start where you are and go from there. Hopefully in the near future we can either convert our trailer or purchase a cart. Thank you for the information, the education, the book, and all you do to help us trying to take charge of our futures. Please share on HDVR tonight. That is from Charlie Smith. Thank you, Charlie. I appreciate that. It was very kind. And um, I wish you all the success in the world. And now I will do this ending. Hot Dog Vendor Radio was brought to you by
2: Ben's and the hot dog answer man himself, Mr. Ben Wilson. Also by the letter H and the number one. Tune in next week for the very best hot dog vendor information money can't buy on HDVR Hot Dog Vendor Radio.